<laughs> I wanted to catch the beginning. Anyways, I thought I was going to get the beginning, you guys. I'm out of the game, and so I'm coming in all just kind of general. But listen, I wanted to take, I wanted to carpe diem and seize the moment. And for those of you who've been with me, you you saw, and I know that you guys really liked it. Um, I was talking about using pretty privilege <clears throat> unapologetically. But one of the things that I was thinking about in my absence, I know, I know, I'll, I'll share with you guys what happened when I get back, maybe. But I was talking about, you know, the game of chess and using, you know, the advantage that you're a lady, you get to go first. And that, you know, when you present as a lady, that you, there's things that are afforded to you. Um, But one of the things I talked about was just how you guys, like, I really legit have a, a, a um, what do you call it? A pet peeve with Crimson Cure. I'm not even trying to like clout chase her name. My thing is my concern with her is that that one is that energy is so toxic. It is so toxic. Like I have no choice but to call it out. So um, one of the things that I was thinking about in the, since I did that message is, did I get the message across? And I think that one of the areas or the gaps that, that was left in that message was I felt like I might have been portraying more of like um, girly behaviors or mannerisms or a look or an aesthetic as opposed to the energy, right? I want you to understand the energy because one of the things that I put in the description was, um, you know, I said, you can use this energy on masculine men, on, on masculine women also. Um, and so, you know, Part of the reason I'm playing this song, I bet you think this song is about you, don't you? I could be a little bit narcissistic, right? I know that I have an audience, but it I'm not going to say that she heard the content. I think it could just be that maybe I'm not the only person who has brought this to her attention within this time period of time. But within like, what was that? I recorded that maybe three or four days ago. All of a sudden, and it's possible because I don't keep up too much with her content, but if it's on my algorithm, listen, I have tried to banish her virtually from my content, but because when I do type in Black women, her stuff comes up, and I think that's part of my pet peeve too. Like I said, her message is so toxic, and if a young person, a young woman goes and sees that, and they're looking for, you know, the same way that the men consider, I think this is, I'm trying not to do non-secreter statements, but the same way the men who don't have a father figure um, and have left the church and don't have a pastor or a godhead or a godfather to look for, they gravitate towards him because in their opinion, I don't think he's the most masculine man, but he's an authority figure of sorts or an extension of their mother, you know, in terms of the soft nurturing, you know, type of, type of person, they go towards that. And so here, I think that if you're a young woman and you're trying to look for motherly advice and sage advice and the charisma is there and the confidence is there, but it's like, we have to pay attention to the energy, the content. And um, so I say all of that to say, next thing you know, Jessica X, you know, which is actually, um, I've heard of her. I've never seen any of her content. Thank God. None of her stuff has showed up on my, on my algorithm. Let me not jinx it, but you already know I probably will come on here and be like, y'all, y'all can believe 
guess whose stuff showed up on my algorithm? But so she had Jessica X show up on her um on her feed. And so, but what the funny thing is, for as long as I've been putting um black woman in my YouTube search engine, Jessica X has never shown up. Take that for what that is. <laughs> but when I talk about women with masculine energy, Jessica X is your example, right? So you can look at the exterior and she can be as pretty as a button. And you would think that that's who I'm referring to in terms of pretty energy. But then, you know, I think like with this journey, you start to understand to decipher energy, right? And you listen to what people are saying and what lies below the surface, you know, not just judging the book by the cover. And so when you start to listen to the energy, she's trying to empower men. She's trying to step out there as a leader. And and another thing too, when you listen to her content, which was part of the the message that I wanted to get across too, and I will continue to say moving forward is, you know, I've been studying chess. And one of the things, uh, one of the first plays that I learned was the Tennyson Gambit. And the Tennyson Gambit is predicated on the understanding that the blacks and this is i've i've posted it and i've also posted the video it's four minutes and 33 seconds i've posted the link to that uh video but he says the blacks do not um protect their queen and he might have inadvertently said that but it is what it is right and i see a lot of the similarities in how we play chess um and the pathology behind it translating on how we play in the game of life, especially between the Blacks and the Whites and how easy it is to capture the Black Queen. And my pet peeve with Crimson Cure is she does not protect the Black Queen, even though she's coming in a, in a feminine package, in a, in a woman's package, in the package of a body. And so you can look, some people have a certain look where it's rough and masculine. You can see that their exterior, they identify more with a man. And that's your crimson cure. But then you have the Jessica X types. And I'm using this more so as a type of a, a, like to seize the, the moment and use it as a learning lesson, right? Is what I'm intending out of this whole thing. But you can look at her and you can assume that it's it's a woman. But then when you listen to her message, her message is anti-Black queen. It is not to protect the Black queen, right? And so we'll kind of explore and talk what that means more about in everyday life um, on the job or out and about when it comes to politics. You know, you have the two presenting, you have the masculine exterior and you have the feminine exterior where it looks soft and it looks pretty and you wouldn't expect it from that type of person. And so what would it mean for you to use your pretty privilege against someone like Jessica X? And and so that's, that's one of the things I wanted to kind of clarify too. It was energy. So you could still have pretty privilege. And I think I could even um, upgrade it and amend it and alchemize it and add a little bit more to refine the message and say, you're going to use feminine energy against masculine energy. And that's where you win. I say pretty privilege, but use your feminine privilege, right? feminine energy because if you put yourself in the room with Jessica X and you and you're using feminine energy you're going to win every time right and we'll explore what that means at the workplace i'm looking forward to having more discussions about that i'm not saying you know to come up and um show up like a what's that girl 
Oh my goodness, you guys. I'm recording this early in the morning. But there's a movie about a blonde hair girl that wears all pink. And um, she's supposed to be a lawyer. I'm not saying to be ditzy and to show up just all ignorant as all hell. And, you know, focus on the packaging. I'm talking about the energy. And that energy can even carry you further in the workplace, I believe, from the things that I understand now. And it has a little bit to do with social intelligence, right? So there's nothing dumb or uh, ignorant about it. It has to do with social intelligence, right? And um, like I said, uh, one of the books that I was reading, The 92 Tips and Tricks, let me see if I still have it open. Oh, you guys, I'm in, I'm having so much fun right now. Let me see. Um, the book, I recommend that every woman reads this, like regardless of, you know, your educational background, this is something that will take you far. I know that for my divine feminines who maybe haven't had the opportunity to extend their career to go into, you know, like associate's degree or college, don't worry about that. I don't ever want to bash you for your um degree level or institutional learning levels at all. Um, I definitely want to continue to drive home the point that social intelligence is going to be how we're going to win. Uh, remember, I'm talking about on the on the chessboard, it's going to require intellect and social um, intelligence is one of those pawns that you continue to progress and make power moves with to get to next levels and to win and to dominate the board. But I would recommend that every divine feminine, regardless of if you're, you know, higher education or young or old, I'd recommend you read How to Talk to Anyone, 92 Little Tricks uh, for Big Success in Relationships. And the thing is, they talk a lot, actually. I got through a good chunk of it. The, The book is, let me see here. Yeah, it's it's eight hours, you guys. I'm on, I'm only two hours in, but I have the tab open. I'm gonna keep listening to it. But even two hours in, they talk a lot about work. But you would be surprised how um, one of the stories. The reason I'm bringing this up is because I want you to understand this, the importance of it. There was a story about a woman that she was a high figure CEO and dominating in terms of. Um, you know, presence and the the, the company was thriving. <clears throat> but it was one of those things where the person who wrote the book was observing her. her the author's name is Leo Laundress. Laundress. <clears throat> and um, she said that she noticed that even though she was authoritative and commanding in terms of getting her points across and making sure that all the ducks are in a row and still keeping a high standard, it was mannerisms to it, right? And of course, I'm not going to be able to to unpack everything in a what would be a 30-minute podcast, but you're going to, you know, I've been encouraging you, me being new to this um, understanding of the chess and how to play it, and that it's going to require intellect and intelligence and social intelligence. You guys who've been with me last month is when I started to have an aha moment that we're going to need social intelligence, right? You're going to have to do the homework. You're going to have to read the books. You're going to have to cultivate your mind, right? I can only lead you to the water, but I'm going to tell you, like, if you want to understand a little bit about feminine energy, how to attract, how to be magnetic, how to... to um 
draw to you, how to pull to you. If you want to learn um, about social intelligence, pick that book up. You can pick up the hard copy or you can take the route by me. When I tell you, I have bought so many books that I still have to read and I'm reading them in chunks, bits and chunks and pieces. But um, audiobooks is another great way for you to, to do this. If you're while you're driving or running your errands, li- listen to it. It's um it's here under this one lady at Karsha, but social intelligence, right? Um, one of my other, because I really want to drive this point home, right? Uh, I was reading the book um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And again, it was in the beginning of the chapter because that one's another big one too. It's like 10 hours of audiobook, but I also bought the book and I just kind of go back and forth between the two. But um and, and I have a podcast on that aha moment when I read that and it blew my mind and I started to talk more in the Oracle readings about that and inviting us to take that on. <clears throat> but he was driving home the point that, you know, even when you look at somebody in high school or in college, you know, he said, it's one thing for you to be a um, a nerd and to know everything, to master all of the... Um, <clears throat> excuse me, to master all of the understanding from your teachers. But he said, the person who's going to get ahead, not only in school, but in life and in work, is going to be the person who has the social intelligence. That's the person that has a good communication rapport with the teachers and with his classmates and is in a sense popular, but he understands how to engage with different people in different settings and is likable. Likeability counts. Likeability matters right? And so um, it was one of those things too, where he was talking about, or I I came to understand that even people like, ah, you guys, I think it's either Dale Carnegie or Andrew Carnegie. Don't come for me. I'm going to make that distinction because I enjoy, I've enjoyed reading a couple of books by, I know it's a Carnegie. It's either Dale or Andrew. But um, you start to realize that in not only did they immigrate here, but they also didn't have, you know, a, a college degree or a college education or um, or things necessarily handed to them. But what got them so much more further was not just the passion to fill a void in terms of um, providing something that people needed, but but they were it was something they were passionate about. But the social intelligence, the likability factor, their ability to read a room, read a situation, read people, right? And I think that with the um, femininity, I want you to fall in love with being a woman, right? It is a man's world, you know? Um, and things are in their favor, but it's so much better with the woman in it. And I want you to embrace that and to leverage that and not to shy away from that. I think that sometimes we were guilted by people such as like Crimson Cure and or even um, Jessica X were, you know, the feminine element, the energy was downplayed on and trampled on and I don't want you to feel that way right so yeah just trying to use it as a teaching moment um and like I said it's it's current and I thought about 
coming back and addressing it later. But no, that that just happened. And I wanted to address it while it's still fresh on everybody's mind, because I get the sense like I get bored a little bit and I'll be on to something else. And the opportunity will have passed. Another good book for you to read to for you to understand um, feminine energy is The Art of Seduction. That one is so much fun to read. I, you know, I read the first couple of pages where it it describes the different archetypes and the different scenarios and some of the dynamics in in the art of seduction. And part of it, you know, when you start to combine that with the strategy of war and the strategy of mastery, um, those are all books by Robert Greene so powerful right you start to combine that with the 48 laws of power and the way that we do things and then you combine that knowledge into chess it's a beautiful thing so yeah let me hop off here because i'm excited to be back on the airwaves you guys but i'm having just as much much fun off the airways as I am coming on here and just connecting with you, checking in with you, wanted to share that insight with you, wanted to, you know, Carpe Diem seize that moment. And um, I'm just kind of making fun of myself because sometimes I will make a, a podcast and then I'll notice that it will, it will come up or be addressed. And then I'll just be like, I bet you think this song is about you, don't you? <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right, then. Be blessed. I am your baby oracle.